photographs so often decorated the pages of the weekly illustrated papers. That was the popular conception of John Mannering. A great deal of it was deliberate pose. Even more was thrust upon him, but he certainly lived up to the picture that most of Mayfair and all the gossip columns had of him. Mannering, not the Baron, had heard that Augustus Tevens had boasted of the value of a diamond necklace recently accepted as payment of a debt. He did not know the debtor, except that she was young and attractive and trusting. And it was said that Tevens was not a man to be trusted. This debt had been incurred while Tevens had handled the debtor's modest investments. Mannering was prepared to believe that most of the investments had been faked, and that Tevens' foreclosure on the necklace was a wicked thing. It was just the kind of case to interest Mannering as a human being, and his alter ego as a cracksman, adventurer, the Baron. Ever thorough, he had spent a week prospecting the house and grounds, learning in which room Tevens slept and the location of the servants' bedrooms. Tevens was a bachelor who lived alone, although he did not always sleep in solitary state. Perhaps that was why he kept his safe in his bedroom. Mannering had heard of the night watchman who patrolled the thirty-acre estate, and of the dogs, which would probably be ferocious if urged on by the watchman, although easily soothed when on their own. Mannering had weighed the pros and cons and decided that the necklace, worth £50,000 on the retail market, was a prize worthy of the adventure. And Teven's victim was a charming young thing. So Mannering had prepared... His respectable-looking black Austin Cambridge was fifty yards from the window, hidden behind a copse, yet there was a straight drive to the road when the job was finished. If luck ran his way, five minutes in Tevens's room would be enough to get the diamonds. In ten, he could be half a mile on the road to London. It was the alter ego, the Baron, not really John Mannering, who started the climb. It was a psychological change. Everything but the job in hand faded from Mannering's mind. He was here to get the necklace, and his memory only carried him to other houses he had burgled, other jobs as difficult. His senses would warn him of danger if danger was near. His nerves were trained to take everything calmly and never get flustered in emergency. A lithe, lean daredevil, the Baron had little thought of the past, and none at all of the future. He went up, hand over fist to the first bow, tried his weight on it, decided it would stand his thirteen stone, and stretched upright to haul himself to the next branch. The wind was stronger now he was off the ground, and the tree was swaying about him. Before he went on, his eyes, trained to the darkness, calculated the chances of reaching a safer branch below if he should slip. Tevens's window was high, on the second floor of the house, which was built on a knoll. Mannering had to climb thirty feet through the rustling leaves and branches, but he had marked the spot he wanted from the ground, and he reached it without trouble. He stopped for a moment, not to get his breath, for he was as fit as an Olympic four-miler, but to reconnoiter. A gleam of silver light from the moon showed him the window, less than twenty feet from where he was standing. Five feet from the branch end. Tevens had recently had the trees lopped, 
and the branch did not taper off. It should be strong enough to carry a man all the way along. He could hear nothing but the sighing and moaning of the wind and the rustling of the leaves as he peered towards the watchman's box, a wooden shed chock-a-block with garden tools and ladders some fifty yards away. He would have given a great deal for a ladder, but the tree was a good next-best thing. There was no sign of the watchman or the dogs, although he knew the dogs usually waited outside when the watchman was indoors. That meant the man was on his rounds and should be away from this side of the house for fifteen minutes or so. Just what I wanted, thought the baron, and started the final climb along the bow. Tevens's window was open a few inches at the top, and that promised to make the job quicker and easier. The bow was swaying ominously, and as Mannering, now going along monkey fashion.